0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
2: Welcome back. 220 is the time here at KSL News Radio. Uh, the state of Utah is involved in a lawsuit, a lawsuit stemming from an executive order handed down by President Joe Biden. Recently, uh, Attorney General Sean Reyes uh, added Utah to a coalition of 11 other states suing. President Joe Biden, over an executive order that seeks to establish the social cost of greenhouse gases, the social cost. Uh, All of the states involved have Republican attorneys general. And uh, the order, if you go back to January 27th, the order directed a group of agencies to calculate the social cost of carbon emissions, which will... Uh, assist the administration in determining the pros and cons of potential regulations of greenhouse gases, the Obama administration set the cost at $50 per metric ton. $50 per metric ton. While the Trump administration dropped that to just $7 per metric ton, the Obama administration says that it will return temporarily to the Obama administration's standard. Here is Here's President Biden talking about this climate change order.
1: Today's action is going to help us increase renewable energy production from offshore wind and meet our obligation to be good stewards of our public lands. It establishes a new modern day civilian climate corps that I called for when I was campaigning to heal our public lands and make us less vulnerable to wildfires and floods.
2: Here's President Biden on what it means to sign the climate change order.
1: Look, this executive order I'm signing today also makes it official that climate change will be the center of our national security and foreign policy. As Secretary Kerry, as our special presidential envoy for climate, with him, the world knows how serious I am about one of America's, by appointing one of America's most distinguished statesmen and one of my closest friends speaking for America on one of the most pressing threats of our time.
2: Sometime I I hadn't thought about this earlier until I heard reference made just there to uh, to John Kerry. Someone someday, and may, maybe I'll find some time do it myself, and I'll deliver you uh, my findings. I would I would so much like to uh, do a study on the the nature of the relationship and the the length of the friendship between uh, now President Joe Biden and former Senator John Kerry. Uh, why do I bring that up? Well, y- y- you heard. The mention and the praise heaped upon uh, John Kerry by Joe Biden just moments ago. But also, if you remember, uh, I think it was late last week, uh, you and I, as we were listening to, or maybe earlier this week, I'm sorry, as we heard President Biden on the occasion of uh, his promotion of uh, two female members of the military to four star general status, or at least the nomination to such a position he made reference to a uh, Lieutenant Colonel Richardson, or Lieutenant General Richardson, uh, Richardson I'm sorry, uh, and and Richardson, who was one of the two women he was promoting, had a husband who years ago was involved in the rescue of Joe Biden and John Kerry and, and others. What happened was uh, Joe Biden and others, including John Kerry, were flying over a portion of Afghanistan when uh, the, the a snowstorm picked up. Uh, the, the snow became you know, so dangerous to flight that the helicopter uh, found a safe landing zone on top of uh, a mountain, uh, came down, and there, on this mountaintop in Afghanistan... Joe Biden, John Kerry and others waited for a convoy to arrive and to drive them down the mountain and ultimately back to safety. Uh, I got to point out, too, that you know, the, the, the region of Afghanistan, where they were at the time, uh, it wasn't uh, an area of conflict. It wasn't under Taliban control. It, uh, it, the, the, the estimations are that they were never uh, in any danger other than the danger posed by the weather conditions that day. Uh, but that was a number of years ago. And you you see today these two working closely together, uh, you just just get curious, you know, how how close are they, their families and such. Anyway, uh, back to the topic at hand. This executive order you just heard described by President Joe Biden, again, signed on January 27th, assigning uh, uh, the task to his administration to quantify the social cost of carbon emissions Uh, – there are a handful of attorneys general throughout the state which have taken issue with this. Uh, leading this lawsuit, uh, which has been signed on to by the state of Utah and 11 other states, the Missouri Attorney General, a gentleman named Eric Schmidt, he uh, here explains why it was important to him that they that these states, that these attorneys general, come together, bring suit against the Biden administration, and explains how the executive order itself may affect the country.
3: One half of the U.S. economy will be swallowed up by what this working group that's not elected by anybody um, came up with. And it'd be in, incredibly detrimental. It's essentially a blank check to all the federal agencies to ramp up regulations to meet that number of you know, trillions and trillions of dollars that would affect working families and put entire industries uh, out of business.
2: The attorney general from Missouri continues saying that the climate order in his words, is a mess.
3: this is a massive power grab by the federal government and all the agencies. and not only is it just bad policy, it's also unconstitutional. Uh, there's essentially there's no legislative authorization for the president to do this. so we we argue in the in the lawsuit that this is a violation of separation of powers, and so Missouri's leading the charge to push back.
2: I spent some time this morning reading through this lawsuit, and oftentimes, For folks like you and me, laymen and women, we don't quite uh, understand what is communicated when the legalese is piled on pretty thick. Well, uh, a bit different here in this lawsuit. There certainly are uh, stretches of legalese, but in the very beginning in this lawsuit, again, filed by uh, 12 states, uh, attorneys general from 12 states uh, coming bringing suit against Joe Biden and others, uh, it, it in the beginning portions of the lawsuit as it describes the nature of the action, it speaks in fairly plain language let me take a moment here and read to you some of what uh, what is contained within uh, I'll start here a few paragraphs in it says uh, starting at point three setting the social cost of greenhouse gases is an inherently speculative, policy-laden and indeterminate task which involves attempting to predict such unknowable contingencies as future human migrations, international conflicts, and global catastrophes for hundreds of years into the future. Assigning such values is a quintessentially legislative action that falls within Congress's exclusive authority under Article I, Section 1 of the Constitution." The intro continues, this quintessentially legislative policy has enormous consequences for America's economy and people. In theory, the Biden administration's calculation of social costs would, in, would justify imposing trillions of dollars in regulatory costs on the American economy every year to offset those supposed costs. The lawsuit continues for uh, 46 Pages in total. And uh, again, those who have signed on to uh, this lawsuit include uh, attorneys general from uh, 12 different states led by the state of Missouri. Their attorney general, Eric Schmidt, there you heard from him a moment ago and includes uh, attorneys general from what Arizona, Arkansas, uh, Indiana, Kansas. In uh, I said Indiana, Montana uh, and also Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma and Utah, Utah. Uh, Sean Ray has signed us on to this lawsuit, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. I I need to do uh, some further research and see how legally and if legally this was challenged during the Obama administration. But it does go to show, uh, if you take another giant step backwards, the precarious nature of some of these executive orders. Uh, Executive orders have become a tool of the executive branch that have been overused for many, many years. And I do not excuse either political party. Executive orders so often contain uh, the wielding of power, which the Constitution often clearly designates or delegates, rather, to the legislative branch. And it is through lawsuit uh, that, you know, you pick through this and sort it all out. But until, uh, until the judgments are made, you still have unilateral action. And uh, unilateral action here in the United States is kind of contrary to our democratic ways. Anyway, uh, quick break. When we return, speaking of democratic ways, we will be joined by uh, Blake Moore, uh, First District Congressman, a Republican representing a portion of Utah. We're talking about two things. Number one, Medal of Honor Memorial. And number two, the recently passed stimulus bill, $1.9 trillion. Next step to be signed by President Joe Biden. Blake Moore and the rest of Utah's House delegation all voted against it. We'll get his thoughts next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
3: I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home.